people sign contracts in the NBA, right? The and we've been talking about for the last half an hour, we've been talking about like the framing of tweets and the framing of of things. When somebody signs a contract in the NBA, the agent always says, you know, it was four years at the math, four years, whatever, hundred mil, hundreds of million, whatever it is. And then when you actually see the contract, you're like, no, it's actually not. <laughs> it's not that. That is the most it could possibly be with incentives and and such. Um, and so this is like the framing of these deals when they put them out there, when everybody announces them. The team always wants to make it seem like, oh, we got, you know, like a million first round picks. Mm, okay, they're protections on those first round picks. So they mm-hmm. might not actually be first round, right? But you want to present it in the best way possible. Yeah. The interesting part about both of these deals is, yes, Utah got X number of picks in the deals, but they also got the first round picks that those teams just made. Just so made. Mm-hmm. It's fair to also include those as a first round pick they didn't get to pick those guys for themselves but it is fair to consider them first round picks also so there is definitely an argument that utah got even more first round picks than it is being presented as yeah i I don't think that a Donovan Mitchell trade was going to change the math on the Lakers. Like on, on like, you know, if Indiana wanted two first rounders uh, so that the Lakers could trade Russell Westbrook and get back Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, Donovan Mitchell going for one fewer draft pick than Rudy Gobert was not going to change that math. Like that's not, that's not how this stuff works. It's never that linear, a correlation. I agree with, I agree with that. And again, like fans don't think so because, everybody loves like scoring right and donovan's one of the best scorers in the league he doesn't do a whole lot else but he's one of the best scorers in the league absolutely but people around the nba don't see it that way and so the thought was okay don't just see the game that way correct right they and and yeah i would say if you if you pulled every gm in the league and every scout in the league like let's say a hundred let's say a hundred scouts and and gms I would say mm, you'd probably get at least 75 or 80 of them preferring Gobert. Take the contract out just as the player. Yeah. I think Gobert is better than, than Donovan. So around the league, I don't know that it's like such a shock. Like, wait, you didn't get as much for Gobert. Gobert sucks. He can't play in the playoffs. Mm, right. Yeah. But one of the reasons he was struggling in the playoffs guarding people was because of Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I, I, we, we we talk a lot right on the show about the market telling you who you are. I don't think right. this is necessarily that. I don't think it isn't it. Like I you know, I don't think it I think there is some of that going on where where the Knicks basically drawing their line in the sand and refusing mm-hmm. to go past that line in the sand is interesting mm-hmm. to me, right? Um and it makes a lot of sense too, because the Knicks like I, I don't disagree had, with you. Yeah. Even had even had they made this trade I, I kind of sort of think that the Cavs saved the Knicks from being the Knicks. Like this could have been, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't like the fit. Yeah. I don't like the fit there. Yeah. Cause you, you had two tiny guards like the, like yeah, Garland without, without Mobley and Allen to clean it up. Yeah. Gar- Garland is also small, but you also have a lot of length behind him. Yeah. Uh, you have two guards in New York with Julius Randall behind them. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Robinson's don't... <laughs> decent, but he, right. he ain't Gar- he ain't Allen or, and, and Mobley. That's for sure. Right. Right. And so like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this has been interesting and, uh, I know that there's a, like basically, and look, I'm, I'm part of why this exists is 
anytime something happens, the move is immediately like, okay, well, what does this do for the? I literally played this game on yesterday's show. Uh, how does whatever just happened impact the Lakers? And this right. does in, in in a few ways, but I don't think it impacts the market that the Lakers are trying to work in. As evidenced by Dan Wojcicki, um and his sources yesterday, uh, he said that executives around the league view this as it's going to take one first rounder to move Russell Westbrook, and it's going to cost another first rounder to get any kind of uh, help in return for Russell Westbrook. That has always been the case. I don't know if I don't. I this has been, I think, one of the more consistent refrains that we have had on the show is mm-hmm. it's always going to cost one first rounder to move $47 million, even of expiring money. And it's going to cost another first rounder to get somebody who tangibly helps you. That that was always going to be. Yeah. The case. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think it matters. The contracts that are coming back and the players that are coming back would matter in such a scenario because they have, positive or negative value also in in relation to their contract so yeah you know if you take back really bad money or even like fairly bad money or somewhat bad money i think that has to impact the calculation the calculus also that's fine but i i so for the lakers if you're making a russell westbrook trade and you're getting back even money in a russell westbrook trade you're going to be over the cap so like and and if you're making a trade for Miles Turner and you're going to probably going if you're probably going to extend Miles Turner long term money over like even bad long term money doesn't really matter to me that much because eventually you're going to be able to use whether it's Daniel Tice's expiring contract or n- next year because he's going to have a team option for his third year of that contract whether it was uh, whether if you if you view Buddy Heald as as bad money next year then he's going to be expiring at the end of next year. And that is a valuable trade chip that the Lakers could work with. Um, I and, and, you know, the other thing too is while the Lakers only have access to their 2027 and 2029 picks right now to be able to move, if this season doesn't go very well or if they decide that they uh, still want to be in the mix next year, depending on what they see from LeBron, and if they don't see clear slippage, then on draft night, you can draft a player for a team and you can move that player and expiring money and go and bring in some more immediate help for next year too. So like, yes, the, once you make up, once you make a pick, the, yeah. the following one is unencumbered. Yes. And, and essentially what winds up happening there is they're talking to a team and they, they come to an agreement with, with this team on where the Lakers are drafting and who's available there. And that team says, okay, draft this player for us. We'll, and, and send that player over here and we'll send you whoever it is that you're talking about or you're, you're interested in. And, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and there was a big back and forth and, and I probably should have framed it better when I initially said it, but I said that essentially if what I meant to say was if Daniel Tice's contract or if it was TJ McConnell or if some other team out there wants the Lakers to take back long-term bad money, that would, that shouldn't, that doesn't matter to me. Yes, it does impact the luxury tax and yes, the Lakers are up potentially against the repeater tax, which does get incredibly punitive. Uh, But for me personally, if I'm the Lakers and they are back to getting full revenue out of games now, I would be looking to take on some bad money so that I can turn that, that bad money that is bad money. Now it becomes less bad next year and, and, and and it would be expiring. That allows you to go out and get somebody who is less bad next year when the Lakers are, are going to need more help next year. Like this is all, 
this is all a, a multi-year project. This year, I saw it as giving LeBron and AD a puncher's chance. And then next year, trying to build on that puncher's chance and give LeBron maybe one more chance to be a, a bona fide contender after next offseason. Um, and if that's an argument to, to keep your first rounder, then that's an argument to keep your first rounder. So this is one of the reasons why deals are so difficult, right? Because yeah. all of this is like a sliding scale. You know, you mentioned people I can't mention, but oh, it's player X is bad money. Okay, well, how bad is the money? Um, mm -hmm. Because that impacts how movable they are in the future. That impacts, and that impacts how much you're willing to do with whatever you have to trade, right? Like you, you may be willing to give more first round picks and take on money if it's okay money, but if it's C minus money, okay, well then why do I have to give up both picks if it's D plus yeah. money? Okay. That right. So it keeps all of those things are, are on a sliding scale. And if in the Lakers case, um, taking on money means something different because for next year, the Lakers can be a free agent player. I'm not suggesting that the Lakers should not take on money past next year. I'm not saying that. I am just saying mm -hmm. that that has to be a consideration also. Um, if if you're going to cut into next year's cap space, it has to be worth it. All of us are going to have a different threshold for what is worth it for that, to take on that money. But I, I don't think it is wise to just take on a contract because of the size of the contract, like feels movable, feels flexible. If that player just can't play and they're just going to sit there and then they're going to cut into cap space next year, I don't know that that's just why. Just because that amount of money is useful in, in trades. Now, what is the stuff coming along with that? Maybe that makes it worth it. But the, that's why all, like, all of these things are a sliding scale and that's why it becomes not difficult. It's not, not difficult, it's not the right word, but complicated in, in making any moves. Yeah, I, I look, making a trade in this in this league is difficult. Like it's it's why, you know, every year, year in, year out, we hear, oh my God, it's gonna be a crazy deadline. Oh my god, it's gonna be a crazy offseason. And this year, like we did, we did see Donovan Mitchell move. We did see um DeJounte Murray move. Like we did Rudy see Gobert. some some yeah, the, the Rudy Gobert trade that that again yeah, I mean, all three of the them are all stars. And, <laughs> so and, and pissed off I a whole bunch of any... people, but I wonder, I think they were all three, I mean, replacement. I don't, were, I, all three of them were all-stars last year, right? I wonder if there's ever been an off-season mm. where three all-stars were from the previous year were traded. I would doubt it. I don't know. Uh, I but it. It, but it's funny, like, like those three guys get moved and people are still sitting here like, ah, yeah, but, like, Kevin Durant is still back in Brooklyn and Kyrie Irving <laughs> is still in, in Brooklyn. So, like, I like you know, I trades, though, like the point of me saying that, the, the, Trades are difficult. Trades are difficult to get people to to uh, look past potentially helping somebody else. And then there's also the ego part of it. Like the Lakers, I'm sure, don't want Danny Ainge to walk away feeling like he won a trade with the Lakers, given that his given his history as a Boston Celtic and their history as the Los Angeles Lakers. Like there's there's probably that animosity. Like I'm sure he would love to get one over on the Lakers because he hates the Lakers. Like that's that that human element matters too yeah um, right don't with, we don't we all accuse uh 
Kevin McHale for giving the sweetheart deal to, oh, to Ainge. Man, don't even get me started. Yeah, right. Yeah, see, there shit. you go. But, uh, <laughs> gifted them a title. Got him a fucking the only The only championship they won in the last 35 years is because of sweetheart deal that, that yeah. Danny Ainge got. And he still couldn't even make good on that for more than one championship. Fucking loser. Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> I will go. To, Anthony goes directly to the bottle behind him. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's Has it been like 35? That's it. It's 35 years, right? Yeah. Since yeah. the 80s, right? It's the only one they've won since the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the last place that I wanted to go on this is, you know, nobody really wants to address this as a possibility, but it is one. And, uh, the Lakers are still saying whatever they can to present it as something that they're interested and open to, uh, that is bringing Russell Westbrook back. The only thing, the, the part of this equation that gives me pause and and the indicator to me that i you know russ won't be back is his own disinterest in being a laker like he he's he's there he's working out he's there at the facility but you see it like lebron is tweeting man i can't wait to watch russ next year patrick beverly quote tweeting lebron oh man it's gonna be great i can't wait to see this i think patrick beverly quote tweeted the report that he reached out to Russ, and right. they're talking now, and, and all yeah, that stuff. The gorilla, yeah, the beast, yeah. Emoji. Yeah, the the uh, the other part, the other part of that equation, though, that we aren't seeing is the reciprocation, where I'm not seeing Russell Westbrook saying like, "Yeah, guys, I can't wait. I can't wait to get this going. I'm right there with you. This is gonna be great." This is gonna be fantastic. I thank you guys for the support. Nope, you're not. You're not seeing the uh, radio the Russell, silence. <laughs> you're not. You're not seeing the the Russell Wilson. Uh, we need. We need Russ. Well, also yeah. Russ. We need Russ posting videos. Laker Nation, let's ride. Laker <laughs> Nation, let's ride. You're not seeing that yet. Yeah, Russell Russell Houston, Wilson. Be ride. cool. Just one time. Impossible. Let's ride. Let's ride. Bronco <laughs> Country. Bronco Nation. Let's ride, <laughs> Bronco Nation. Let's ride. I should have. I should have freaking. I should have grabbed that. That's the corniest shit I have ever seen in my life. He's a corny dude. Actually, but no, he's it's a, no, it's not. Very it's successful corny dude. I've ever. Yeah, yeah fine. Uh, it's the second <laughs> corniest thing I've ever. He's done. So I can't be the corniest thing I've seen in my life. Look, I. He had a poster he when gets, he was. Well, I, I hate him because of the Seahawks, also, because he was yeah. damn good. They had a poster. I thought I, was, I thought you were like gonna go there. Angels. I thought you were gonna go there. I hate him because of the Sierra, but you were like Seahawks, and I was like, "Oh, play oh. finish the sentence right." That's why I people mean, hate him. She's Sierra, gorgeous. Sierra, She's yeah. one of the most beautiful people in the history of the planet. She ain't tough to look at. Although, like, <laughs> he's a good looking brother too. But like, and obviously very successful. Um, yeah. He's so corny, though. Why are we talking yeah. about Russell Wilson? Anyway, we need. So you want Russell Westbrook <laughs> posting videos of himself? On well, his just some, media. something to something to like Lakers address family. these people. Lakers, they let's ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Pat but, Beverly, me like, and you, let's ride. <laughs> something, Igno- like acknowledge the praise, acknowledge the support, the fact that he hasn't got it. And by the way, off camera, Aaron is finding anything and everything he can drink to not. <laughs> Respond to what I'm saying. I'm just, it's, I'm just leaving the frame periodically. 
Yeah, you finish the show without me. I gotta go back to. <laughs> I gotta go find something. I might, I might crack a fancy bottle then. I, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, I, I I do think like obviously in in the you know the the question I could ask is like how open are the Lakers to bringing Russell Westbrook back? And Aaron would say they're open to it, but da da da. da. But but like but that's what, that's yes, I would say that. But that's that is the that is the real answer, right? It seems like it sounds like placating and it sounds like posturing, but that is the real answer, like. I don't know if I I don't know if Russ is going to be back or not. I, I don't I don't know. Um, to be fair, if I knew, I wouldn't tell you that I knew until after, <laughs> like off camera, you know, off off the show, I would tell you. But I yeah. don't know. Um, until something gets announced, I wouldn't be able to say anything about it either. But whatever the Lakers' plans are, it is the right. Like it is the right way to do business no, to be I, open to him coming back and to specifically in public make statements positively. I totally, about him. absolutely agree. Absolutely, because if you were completely, you. if you are not open to him coming back, like one hundred percent, he has to go. Then that leaves you open to getting a deal that could possibly make it even worse. Right? Like, okay, sure. Uh, I, I totally, Aaron, I come from PR. Like this is, I said, I said all kinds of shit. That was the right thing to say because it was the right thing to say. And my, I was paid because I knew the right thing to say, but you can only <laughs> go so far in PR as the client is willing to go. And the yeah. other part of this, the, the other part of this equation is Russ just not seeming to want to be a part of this. And that's why, like for, for those of you who are sitting there wondering, and worrying about Russ potentially coming back. The reason I would say that you could probably pretty confidently say he's not going to be back. The reason is because he doesn't want to be back. He fired his agent for, for, for daring to say, Hey man, just like, just buy in, just try it. Your best path forward here is to redeem yourself on that team and have that team, that, that core of superstars redeem itself and they would have your bird rights. And there's all these reasons, a litany of reasons why you should just try setting a screen for LeBron one time and why you should try to cut and why you should care about defense on the back end of rotations. There's any number of reasons why he should have done that. And guess what his response was to his agent? Deuces, asshole. <laughs> like, that was it. I mean, to like, be fair, they only had 14 <laughs> years of history together. Right. It's one of his, this dude has guided him through one of the most successful NBA careers from that draft position that we have ever seen. Russell Westbrook was not some incredible, and, and by the way, this is why, this is part of the reason why he's in the position he is right now, is because he proved a whole bunch of people wrong. Over the course of his career, he was not some incredible recruit coming out of high school. He was not a number. He wasn't a top. He wasn't seen as a top five pick coming out of college. It was a surprise mm, when OKC. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. It was a surprise a when bit. when OKC took him where they took him. Right. Sure. And it and it for damn sure became a surprise that he was doing shit in the NBA that only Oscar Robertson has ever done before. So like, and then shit Oscar that, ain't even do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He saw what Oscar was doing and he was like, yeah, I'll do that again. And you know what? 
I'll do it again. You know, and it's like, <laughs> Wait, what's the, what's the, how do you not have the, the LeBron? Uh, is that the bar? Is that barbershop? How do you not have LeBron? One mofo you. Let me give, let me give <laughs> oh, one mofo. We, well, which, what I need, what I need some help with, and I asked on, on Slack is to get me more clips. Um, but yeah, like this is, this is why LeBron or Russ and Pick many superstars don't age well is because they, you know, have spent a lifetime proving people wrong. The yeah. odds that you have to overcome to reach that level of anything, let alone something as cutthroat and as demanding as professional sports. Good God, man. Like, dude, of course, these people are saying fuck you to the very end. This is how they're wired. But unfortunately, Father Time has two middle fingers that work just as well. <laughs> Father Time comes for us all. Except yeah. For LeBron somehow. Somehow. Um, yeah. Th- no, you're right. All of all of, all of that is all of that is correct. I'm not going to psychoanalyze Russ's social media activities, but yeah, no. The part about why he might be stubborn in and set in his ways is absolutely right. It is also, I think, a part of it is why it is difficult for most very very successful players to also be very very successful coaches because they have been able to do it their way and don't understand yeah. why not everybody else can do it that way. Um, Kobe would have been the world's worst coach. Oh, absolutely. he would have been, he would have been oh, so absolutely. terrible. Oh, and 82 every season. <laughs> everybody would have, <laughs> like, every player would have hated him. There would have been mutinies every year. Jer- he Jerry would have West. Been like, why is somebody not here at four o'clock in the morning working out? And why can't you? Yeah. The worst. Jerry West, like, who had a problem with the way that he was portrayed in, in, in the Winning Time uh, TV show, said in the Hulu documentary that he would have hated playing for himself because yeah. he's an asshole. It's yeah. like, and he was like, miserable <laughs> doing it, yeah. Yeah, and so it's just like, I, again, I, I, can t- I can totally, and this is where, this is the context that gets lost out on Twitter, right? Because I only have so many characters to make a certain point. Wait, but, can we talk about this edit button after you make this point? Go ahead. But let's yeah, but I like, need to talk about the edit button. When I when I criticize Russell Westbrook and the way that he plays basketball, when I say that the way he played basketball last year offended me, it's because like I, I am very principled in the way that like my expectations for basketball players. Like that I was not super you guys can probably tell I am not the most talented athletic person <laughs> that you will ever meet. Like I, I could jump decently well, I could run decently we saw, well. We saw a little we saw like, a little evidence. We, we but Harrison I could, likes to put that clip out there. We've seen evidence. Yeah, that was like that's, you know, fifty years after my prime. But sure, sure. But like I I I, I watched Russell Westbrook play last year and it and it and it annoyed me and it bothered me. And and all that is all that being said. He is still a top five to 10 point guard in the history of basketball. He is still un, mm-hmm. undeniably a top 75 player in the history of basketball. Correct. He is still a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has Correct. still done things that nobody has ever, ever, ever done in the history of basketball. Correct. All of that stuff doesn't get changed. He is still also, by the way, an incredibly like a great father by all standards, like is really there for his kids and a really good husband. And that stuff matters. Uh, the, the, the work that he does in the community. Also, I, I respect the hell out of all of that stuff, but my job here is to, is to analyze basketball and to analyze the Lakers. <laughs> and those are, those two things can kind of be at odds with each other. So like, while I say stuff on Twitter, 
that I can't necessarily say with full context or that I can say in full context here, those two things, like, you know, that's just how this shit works. But go ahead. You're, go Game, ahead of Thrones, the, you're your... Game of Thrones. You're a Game of Thrones guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so my two favorite quotes from it, one is uh, they're both uh, teary. I drink and I know things. That is my favorite <laughs> one. But for <laughs> interesting reasons, I don't know. It kind of applies to me. Yeah. Uh, as it relates to, well, both of those. Things. You as Tyrion but, is actually a really fun concept with you. But like, the other the one <laughs> is, I think it's in the first season, he says, because you you said all of those, all of those, and you're correct, right? About his accolades, all, all of those things, what kind of guy he is, all of that. Uh, and all of that's right. And then you went into the other part of it. And Tyrion says, my father taught me. Everything you say, everything before, you say but. before the but doesn't count. Yeah. Well, it does, though. It do- I agree. I, what my point is, when you are saying all of that, it doesn't yeah. matter to you. Because once you say the but, the, then you're getting to the part that really matters to you. Oh. I think all of that no. other stuff matters. I no. Well, hold on. So you're saying that I don't think that that other stuff matters. No, not it matters significantly less than... Like, I don't know what the point... Uh, you're right about all that stuff. And then you get to, I was like visually uh, offended by watching him play <laughs> basketball next year. And I want this dude up out of here. I think I would probably say, and also rather than, but, okay. but like that, look, look, man, like we, this is kind of the shit that we are forced upon with sports, right? Like sometimes we root for assholes. Sometimes you are forced to, you are forced to root for somebody that you don't agree with on any number of things. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there are sometimes that like, there's somebody that you really, really want to root for who just isn't very good. And like that, 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 that's the tough thing. And like, it, you know, I, again, Russell Westbrook, see, I, he's the kind of athlete I would love to root for. Like th- there's a whole bunch of people who prioritize that over the basketball. And you know what? Hats off to those people like congrats, but yeah. I don't, that, I'm not in the business of telling fans how to fan. Whatever this is also, for, however, yeah. Yeah, like, do you think? But also, the purpose of at least this show, or at least my, like my analysis, is like what puts the Lakers in the best position to win. And um, there are some lines that I'm not willing to cross, right? Like, I'm not interested in the Lakers going out and signing Macau Bridges right now because he would be cheaper. That would be incredibly shitty. You know, what the Browns did with, with Deshaun Watson, also incredibly shitty. Um, like that, that stuff, like, you know, those are lines that I'm not, I'm not particularly interested in, in, in crossing. Uh, but like, you know, if I have one player who is, you know, not the nicest person with media or whatever, and, you know, got a divorce or something, I, I, I wouldn't, and, and that person was not, you know, didn't do anything criminally wrong. And there was somebody who, uh, is super nice and and does all these great stuff off of the off of the court, and both of those two players are side by side, and one player is significantly better at basketball than the other player. Then I'm sorry, guys. Like I'm I'm probably gonna lean with the the, the player who's the better basketball player who gives I, the no, Lakers a better chance at winning. That's like that that's, is <laughs> that, that's very fair, and we all we all have our you know lines. Yeah, I am. I'm going home just for the day tomorrow to go watch Cal. I'm, uh, you guys probably know this if you listen. I'm obsessed with Cal football. There's the thing on planet Earth I care about most. They're terrible. They're always terrible. It breaks my heart every year. I'm like a like abused spouse and I just keep coming back. I can't. I don't know. I, anyway. Yeah. 
so two things. One, well, I'll, I'll do the cow part of this first. I don't care if the guys are going to class. I don't care yeah. if they're getting, you know, now there's there's the NIL stuff. NIL. I didn't care if they were getting paid and cheating. I don't care. Win. I just don't care. I just want to yeah. win football games. I want to go to one goddamn Rose Bowl before I die. I just want to I just want to win. Right? Now I I agree. We all have we all have lines that you know like DUIs and sexual assault, like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like all of that, okay, I care about. But the stuff that's like about school, oh, he wasn't going to class. I, I don't care. Yeah. Just win. Right. The second part though, and I say this a lot, and and I think it's important to do this with actors and actresses, music, any entertainment, and that's what this is. I separate the art from the artist because we don't actually know these people. I'm around so this is... the Lakers a lot, and I don't really know the guys. Yeah. Do I? Yeah, but do I like really, really, really know them? No. So fans don't know. You don't know them. So to say yeah. like he's a good guy, he's a bad guy, he did this, he didn't do that. Maybe, maybe. So do you, do you still listen to Michael Jackson music? I do. This is and and this is all very arbitrary. R. Kelly, for... R. Kelly, I I don't really, I don't seek it out, but I'm not gonna like. If there are some R. Kelly songs that I like, and if one happens to like pop up on a playlist, I'm like, oh my god, no. Yeah, well, I just like, I never really, I I never really messed with with R. Kelly's music. Like Ignition's Part Two was a banger when I was growing up, but like, it's not the kind of song that I can't live without now. (laughs) So it was pretty easy to just remove that from the playlist. Michael Jackson, I will type in Michael Jackson and listen to some songs. See, see, that's R. Kelly. I R. Kelly, I don't seek like I don't seek out. But if one comes on, I don't know. And Chris Brown, yeah, Chris Brown's got some banger. I like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. So this is I find this really interesting because I do have a hard time sometimes separating the artist from the art, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I don't listen to Michael Jackson stuff anymore. Like okay. if it like it, it it's just I That's don't judge anybody who does. Too. Yeah. I don't like it. If 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 he is somebody you can still listen to, he meant he meant a lot to a lot of people. His music was incredibly touching and in, in all of that stuff. He was just the, the R. Kelly one, like Kanye is an interesting one to me where like he just became a really <laughs> shitty person eventually later in life. But I still love early Kanye. I did. Part of it also is that I don't really mess with his new stuff. Like I don't really oh, like don't new Kanye no, music. The first album is the first album. Oh. Yeah. But like it, like his, his, uh, uh, the new stuff. I think it's just weird from the and, being and weird. Or, yeah. Is it college, college, college dropout? dropout his and first then, album. Yeah. Yeah, that college dropout and and yeah, like his first few first couple few albums were incredible. Like I, I'll still listen to him. And as I'm listening to him, I'm like, man, I miss old Kanye. Not not even like the personal Kanye, who I I kind of miss him too. When he was telling George Bush he didn't care about black people, but like I I also miss like the music that Kanye was making. The music was great. The music I, I, was I was really good. I agree. And like, but like, yeah, I the the art and artist aspect of this. Um, you know, we all we all watch movies with with actors in them that like Daredevil, the Daredevil two movie, right? Uh, Ryan Reynolds seems like a really good dude. Uh, you know, married, supportive with his right. kids, yeah. all that stuff. He does, he does seem like that. Yeah, yeah, seems like it, right? Maybe uh, the guy who played uh, Cable, right? Um, apparently, has some 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 violence in his, in his violence with women in in his in his uh, past and stuff, and it's like oh. I had no idea. I had no idea. And then I watched it and I'm like, all right, cool. I I don't have to watch his movies anymore. It, it 
But again, that's just me. For those who can separate those things, I'm I'm honestly sometimes jealous. Like, <laughs> I wish See, I could just go back and like sports, listen to yeah, Michael Jackson music because I did love his music growing up. I think sports is different though, and you made this point earlier um, about like how sports and it's not sports, it's fandom like forces you right yeah, I, like tribalism. Uh, whatever whatever movie I don't care right or I yeah. can avoid Michael Jackson songs, but. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to make this a Lakers thing, but it applies to whatever team you're a fan of, right? Like, I don't know what I would do if I was a Browns fan. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't decide to trade for Deshaun Watson, but yeah, it looks like he's going to play the final however many games of this season. What, like six games of this season? I don't know what Browns fans are supposed to do. Like, I wouldn't be comfortable defending him, but what I, I don't, am I supposed to root against my team? I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Fandom is an interesting thing. So, because you don't really have a choice, right? Like, do you feel like you have a choice in being a Lakers fan? No, you're a fucking Lakers fan. You have been your whole life. So, yeah, I don't I, know. I don't like fandoms is not, look, everything is a choice, but fandom doesn't feel like a choice. So, if, I don't like if you don't like how someone plays, that's one thing. But if you have a real problem with what someone has done that doesn't have to do with sports and they are on your team and perhaps in a prominent role in your team, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I don't know what the answer is for Browns fans. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I'm I'm recording this with a Kobe Bryant poster right behind me right yes and yes. and obviously he has the colorado stuff in his past and that is a conversation that eventually i'm gonna have to have with avery i still i i i couldn't separate the art from the artist there even while he was going through that stuff and i was a lot younger um and you know there are parts of that stuff there are parts of that story that i don't think we'll, we'll ever really know um but yeah, there are some there are some things that I was willing to accept with him. Now, I think it really helped that over the course of his life, um, there was a lot more uh, growth shown by by Kobe over the course of his life. Uh, the way that he became an incredible father and an incredible husband um, and grew from that and, and grew from those mistakes. Like, yeah, like that's that's a part of the math that we did here with him. And, you know, I, I, I don't even regret doing that math for him you know i was a very different person we were all very different people when he did those things and i respected the the hell out of the fact that he grew i don't want to say as a result of those things because it makes it look like it makes i like i don't i don't i don't like it when when people call things blessings in disguise because like you did still hurt somebody on the other side of that on the other side of that quote unquote blessing um Alleg but, allegedly Allegedly, I'm not saying like, I'm saying like, I, generally speaking, like Jen used that phrase the other day. And I said, I don't really like that phrase because we don't, that blessing that we're looking at now impacted somebody else, you know, allegedly, not just him. I'm saying, generally speaking, blessings in disguise, I'm not comfortable with. Gotcha. So gotcha. in, in, in Kobe's case, allegedly he hurt somebody else, right? Um, and, and in Kobe's case, and look, like, to what extent and all that, like, that's not even, but I'm just saying, like, with, with this conversation and the starting point of it was Russell Westbrook and mm -hmm. him being a great father, great human, all of that stuff is really cool to me.
I also, and, and, and this is the other side of the Kobe coin. I also prioritize basketball and, and that's something that if people don't right, it's just like me not being able to separate the art from the artists in music and, and all that other stuff with Michael Jackson. If you don't do that stuff, if you, if you, or if you can, uh, separate the, the music from the, the musician, then all them like that's that's your call that's your choice yeah. i'm not going to tell you how to be a music fan i'm not going to tell you how to be a sports fan the part of it that like i think the difference to me with the with the brown situation is that we haven't seen any of the growth from deshaun watson we haven't we haven't even seen any remorse from him on i think it there's at all. another very key point here and i i have said before we talked about this with with ben simmons stuff i because of how difficult it is to come forward with having mental health issues, I would rather be wrong believing someone than not. The same is true of my stance on um, women that that are alleging or saying, claiming that that they've been sexually assaulted. I would do do women make up stuff. Yeah, it happens quite a bit. But I would rather be wrong believing the victim or alleged victim mm -hmm. than not. But the difference is even for me, I don't know, right? I wasn't there for any of this Deshaun Watson stuff. I wasn't there for, for Kobe in Colorado. So I don't know, but mm -hmm. it is much easier for me to wrap my brain around. And if you want to give the accused, the benefit of the doubt, it is a lot easier for me to wrap my, my mind around this woman made it up and Kobe didn't do that. As opposed to yeah. these 26 women are all making this up. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean, that like, is a difference in the Deshaun Watson situation. And look, we are human. Like we all have our inconsistencies. Like I, you know, I, yeah. I, I am. Well, we we, we want to believe in what we were or right. in the people we were. Yes. We are, we are tribal by nature. And by the way, earlier I said, Macau Bridges, it's Miles Bridges that, that I wouldn't Correct. want the Lakers to sign right now. I saw you make a face, and I was like, "Hold on, I probably said the wrong name." Um, but <laughs> when you're talking, I would have, I would really like the Lakers to go out and get Macau Bridges. <laughs> I was like, I can't say anything about this. Yeah, but but yeah, but, I, I uh, think yeah. we it like is, we, it is it is Miles that is accused of, of if we these things. I, if we if we get down to it, I, I can convince myself of any math here that paints Kobe in a more positive light than anybody else who was accused of anything, right? Because I loved Kobe. Because I love Kobe. Yeah. And and like there are those those inconsistencies. Like I've I've had really good conversations with a lot of people over the years that are that share the opposite stance of this, right? Who who, you know, even after he died, were were calling him a monster and stuff like that. And I don't roll like that. I especially after somebody dies in a horrific fashion the way that he yeah. did and with his daughter yeah. like that's where i say like that's, that's just performative at this point if you're if media, you're tweeting yeah. that stuff out but yeah. but like I, I but you know for for those who still like can't quite look at kobe quite the same um and 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 do so in their own way then like i can't hold that against people oh, either certainly a fair you know position to take yeah i and 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 yeah i just you know with with russ he again everything that i said Incredible career, incredible talent. Uh, it seems like an incredible person, great father, great husband. All of those things, all of that can be true. But like the context that you and less, I, yeah, 
Yeah, they like less the, to you than the results on the basketball court. Well, they, Aaron, if if the if the purpose of the show was to talk about the caliber of people, we'd be talking about Mother Teresa every day, every week. You like wait if if the if the purpose of of the if the purpose of sports analysis was like all right, how great is that? They we they they'd be keeping a different score up on the on the scoreboard, right? The, the score the score that we're talking about here the wins and losses that we're talking about that's very different from like the caliber of people that were and we all have our lines and we all have our 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 standards and all that stuff and even within those standards that we have for ourselves we're very inconsistent for the shit that suits us to be inconsistent with uh, you, 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 <laughs> like, you never lie that's what that's what we're doing and and you know it's it's it might not be it isn't it isn't quite frankly a substantive, substantive enough explanation for the way shit works. And frankly, our tribalism, like the, the way that we roll and defend anything that we have to defend for the team that we root for or the political party that we, that we align with, like that is a foundational societal issue that will one day burn this shit to the ground. Um, and it's something that I wish we could come to better terms with, but for the sake of this conversation, like we aren't going to solve it here. Uh, you are, you are correct. We are <laughs> not, but I do think it is. I do think it is. It is fascinating. And I think it is, um, <laughs> I think it's, you know what I, again, like the peek behind the curtain, we're damn near an hour and a half in. And yeah, I didn't you and anticipate I have just been this. Like, yeah. You and I have just been like going off on stuff and it's, it's fun, but that is, again, that's like why basketball in this case is so important or not important, but it, it is why like it is an outlet towards all of these other interesting yes. like, socioeconomic issues, political issues, human nature stuff, uh, like social science stuff, because we do care. We, yeah. <laughs> we do care about this stuff. Um, I'm not going to get into like checking Russ's header and see if he still lists himself as a Lakers point guard or if he's Ooh, taken a I? jersey down or whatever he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it is. It is certainly is a fascinating conversation. How have you not finished your red wine yet? Uh, I've been making an effort to drink less and therefore I drink way slower now. That a boy. Way slower. Uh, all right. Okay, so Russell Westbrook as, as the, the important update that you guys are all been looking for. Still holding his Lakers jersey up mm. um, on his on his profile. Mm. Um, his likes. Does this change? Your, oh, yeah. Here, now we're going. Okay. All right. Russell Westbrook's last 10 games, 22.2 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, 7.1 assists per game. Brody was getting into a rhythm and dealing with all the injuries and lineup changes while not being used right, and they want to trade him, question mark. That That's was, one of his that was months ago, right? Uh, oh, Russ is uh, Russ likes his own tweet. That's a new one. I didn't. I guess I probably could have seen that. No, coming. that's what well, that's Instagram girl, right? You gotta if if you don't like your own picture, who's who else is gonna like it? Oh, I've never. I don't. I either, don't like. I don't, don't like like I. I see my I don't face either. on there. I don't like myself. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I don't like. I do, I don't like my own pictures. I also yeah. not on Instagram that yeah. much. I'm not. I don't post on Instagram that much. I stories fine. But that's that's the I think it's weird. But that's the that's the IG girl thing, right? You got to like your own picture. If you don't like the, your own picture, then why would anybody else like it? That's what they tell yeah. you. I think it's weird, but that's what they tell you. Yeah, so that's what they more, tell me. I guess 
more no, how stuff, old like... how how old was that wasn't that the one about the finish to russ's season how i saw that yeah that was the, back, that was right? on august 6th so oh, okay. he hasn't liked ago. one since then yeah a month ago um now to be fair to russ all of those things are true and it was a rocky season for Russ, and it and it was difficult at the end, especially. And I will say this: he played well at the end of the season, and he he certainly didn't quit um, when he when he absolutely could have. He was still playing hard and trying. So I will give him credit for that. And I think, to be fair, we should mention that also. If you're because those stats are are true, and he was yeah he was playing hard till the end. Whatever you think of the results, that's what Jeannie or, said too. Yeah, he was playing hard. So. He should get so he should get credit for that because uh, he's playing was, hard with the basketball in his hands. When the ball was in his hands, he played really hard. I agree. <laughs> Everything you say before the butt doesn't count. <laughs> All right, we're gonna cut this off here. I'm Anthony Irwin. That's Aaron Larsoul. So I have about a week or so, but like literally two weeks from today my son is going to be born so it's just a matter of if i'm going to take a week off before to get the house ready and all that stuff or whatever but as we make those decisions and as we figure out what is best for the feed here and for you guys the listeners um i will i will let you guys know that as we come to those things but the plan for now is still to that's keep why we on... did the extended dance extended dance remix episode right now see exactly yeah a little extra time with you know us. what I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and, and chop off the last like half hour of this one and, and release it like a week from now. There you go. Yeah, it's evergreen. But no, uh, like I said, we, I'll keep you guys posted. One thing that probably is going to go on a bit of a hiatus or some of those lowdowns um, and and, you know, especially after the rust trade, if it happens or or after the Lakers officially say, you know what, screw it, we're keeping them. Um, and the and the, the rumors kind of slow down. I will be stopping those lowdowns while I'm paternity leave. But for the most part, everything else is going to be pretty consistent with with the schedule that you guys have gotten used to. So uh, thank you guys for tuning into this and this week's episodes here across the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. Thank you, Aaron, for your help this week. Thank you, everybody, for your help this week. And until next week, I'm Anthony Irwin. That is Aaron Lassoul, and this has been The Hook.